Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, the second episode of January 2021. Moving into the new year, we are loving it. Hope you guys are too. And this month is all about batch lesson planning. I think it's our favorite love. Maybe writing is equal. Can't decide. They're two of our favorite things in the whole wide world. They go hand in hand too. Hand in hand. Totally. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to go listen to episode 101, um, that's the first place that you want to start. So go back and listen to that podcast episode. And we really talk about setting yourself up for success, like the first step to take toward batch lesson planning and getting yourself in a position where you have that time set aside, where you have your space ready to go. You have everything that you need before you actually start diving into the actual lesson planning, which is exactly what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Right. We want you to get past the overwhelm so you can just start planning, right? Take action. Yeah. We always say progress over perfection. So I think that's something important to keep in mind. If you're batch lesson planning for the first time, you just want to make progress. It doesn't have to be perfect. We just want to do something so we can make a change in our lives. And the reason that we batch lesson plan, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but this batch lesson planning approach for both of us was really the catalyst for us not being stressed out as teachers anymore. For sure. It's what allowed us to leave work when the bell rang every day, right? It's allowed us, or it did allow us to go home from school and be present with our kids and our husbands because we weren't scrambling to plan the next day. So it really freed up so much of our time, gave us our our sanity back. Yeah. And we have an interview coming up at the end of January that we actually just recorded because we batch record our podcast episodes. See, of course we do. Um, and Kara, actually one of our EBT members is going to be on that podcast episode. So we just did that interview and just her listening to Kara speak about the difference that batch planning made in her life. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to that too, because we want you to see really the transformation from someone other than ourselves, you know, who's seen that experience in their own lives. And I think it was so interesting with Kara because she was kind of reluctant to do it, but she Mm -hmm. gave it a try anyway. And then to share her results, I think that'll be really cool to hear. Very cool. We're going to move today into like the actual planning. Like, how are we Mm going to do this? We've picked our time. We're all set. We listened to episode 101, ready to go. Well, now what do we do? And we're going to take you from really a macro level overview to a micro level. And that's how we want you to think about batch lesson planning. You go from a very high, like 30,000 foot view to a granular view right in front of you, a foot away. So we're moving out to in. And so the first step that we start with is that macro overview. And that's the really simple process of figuring out where in your year you are going to teach the units that you have to teach. So for example, you're teaching Romeo and Juliet in January and February. Maybe you're doing the outsiders in November. So you're just picking where in your year your novels are or your poetry unit or your short story unit or wherever your units are, you're going to figure out where they fall. Right. And what that looked like when I did it is I had a calendar in front of me and I literally just penciled in those different units throughout my year. And I would, you know, think back on past years and was there a particular novel that maybe would have worked better at the end of the year versus the beginning. So I'd make some tweaks here or there and just pencil it in so I could see, okay, do I have enough time to fit in three novels or, Ooh, December, that's always a really quick month, right? I only have two weeks of actual teaching. So I need to make sure I'm either wrapping something up or I'm doing a short story unit. So I was really intentional with where I placed my major topics or my big units. Yes. That's so important. You know, we don't want to run out of time and that's happened to me in the past before where I completely 
just lost a novel because I ran out of time because mm-hmm. I hadn't batch lesson planned and I hadn't, ba- hadn't thought about my planning in advance in those first totally. weeks of teaching. Yeah. So that's where you're going to start thinking about it from that high level. Well, then we're going to move a little bit closer and a little bit further down, kind of like a funnel almost. If you could see mm-hmm. my hands, I'm moving from like wide <laughs> to, 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 to narrow. Um, and so the next thing that we're going to do is like, let's focus on one unit for an example, but you would do this with any of your other units that you're teaching. And we're basically going to break that unit down. So let's talk about a novel, for example, Mm -hmm. let's say the outsiders. I need to figure out how many chapters my students are going to read at a time. Are they going to do two? Is this a really long chapter? Maybe they're only going to do one for this specific day and this specific night. And so then I'm going to start putting in my chapters literally into my calendar. So I'm going to say, you know, whatever it is, November 1st, they're reading chapters one and two. November 2nd, they're doing chapters three and four. I'm just using an example. I don't have my actual outsiders planning in front of me, so I'm not sure that that's exactly how I set it up. But basically, you're breaking your unit down further into what is, this isn't a word, but handleable, (laughs) what is actually doable (laughs) um, on any given day for your lesson. So you can really start to see, oh, shoot, the outsiders might actually take me six weeks and not just four to get through. And so you have a really clear picture for each of your units over the course of your year. Right. And once you have that layer kind of mapped out or laid out, then you can really get into the nitty gritty of the lesson plans, right? So if you've listened to our podcast before, you're in our EB Teachers Club, you know we are firm believers in what we call the into, through, and beyond framework for lesson planning. So this is where we start to think about within that outsider's unit, what is an into activity I could do with my students to hook them, right? To get their buy-in for the novel, to provide them with any background information they need, to maybe front load them with some vocabulary, but it's really about getting them excited. So I would plan an into unit or excuse me, an into lesson at the start of my outsider's unit. And then looking at those chapters that Caitlin mentioned about, you know, do chapters one and two on these dates, I might think, okay, within those chapters, what are some activities I need to do my through lessons to help my students really understand the novel? So I look at my state standards, right? And I see what activities can I do to have my students master those standards. And I will do through activities for as long as it takes to get through the end of that novel. At the end of the through activities, at the end of my unit, I would use a beyond activity. And we always say the beyond activities are some kind of application, right? So maybe it's a response to literature. Maybe it's an assessment. Maybe it's both, a project. Whatever it is, students are demonstrating their understanding of the standards you covered throughout that unit or their comprehension even of the novel itself. Mm -hmm. So we're layering in into, through, and beyond lessons that are all standards aligned. So this is where it's really, really helpful to have your standards in front of you as you start to create those activities. Yeah. And one thing that I want to say is like, if you want to take this to the next level, and this is always the lens through which you and I are looking when we're creating our lessons. So maybe you're maybe at a more advanced level right here when we're talking about batch lesson planning is all of those through lessons, the into lesson, the beyond lesson, they're all focused around an essential question that you've actually created first for that novel unit or that unit that you're teaching so that you have direction and purpose 
for that particular unit that you're teaching. You're not just willy nilly like, oh, let's do this. It sounds like fun. It has an intention to it that is applicable to the standards that meets maybe any district standards that you have to teach or, you know, a lot of our districts give us specific scope and sequences with topics that we have to address. So those essential questions guide so much of what you do within that unit and where you're focusing students' attention on the activities that you choose. So that's kind of like if you're looking at it from the next level up. But like starting to begin with, like you don't necessarily have to go there, but it's a great lens through which to look when you are thinking about your lessons. And I'll give you an example of that. It's not with the outsiders. I didn't teach that. I taught, you know, fifth grade as my oldest grade. But for the novel, we would do the Westing game. My essential question for my students was which character experiences the most significant change as a result of playing the game. So all my activities and my through lessons during that novel would relate to that question, right? We were doing lots of character analysis activities and meeting those standards so that when it came time for the beyond lesson where students wrote a response to literature, answering that exact question, they were very much prepared for it. It wasn't just, you know, some surprise. We had been analyzing it throughout the course of the novel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like when, I feel like when we lay it out like that, it's really not that daunting when you think about it. You know, you're going from that, that big macro overview to the very granular into, through, and beyond lessons. When you have that framework that you're approaching your lesson planning from, it makes it a lot simpler. You're like, oh, I need a through lesson here, or, oh, I'm looking for something to hook my students. And I think it makes it just a lot more manageable. For sure. Although I would say, I can understand if you're listening, you're like, okay, I get that. But like, how do I come up with an into lesson, right? right. Like, what do I do for those? Or what do I do for my through lessons? So we totally understand that. And I think we're firm believers that you rinse and repeat activities. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel and provide more work for yourself every single time. So in February, when we do our, you know, special batch planning event, we are going to be working with teachers to help them create their lesson plans. And we want to share a bunch of into activities with you. So you can kind of pick and choose and say, oh, this would be great for this novel. And I can use it again, you know, three months later with another novel, because ultimately that's going to make batch planning a whole lot easier when you have like a go-to list of ideas to help you. And you're not spending, you know, an hour of your batch planning day trying to come up with an activity to hook your students because then you go down the Pinterest rabbit hole, right? (laughs) And we don't want that. We do not want to find ourselves there. Not at all. Um, So yeah, we obviously, we clearly love batch lesson planning. So that's kind of the path that we want you to take now. You know, you've set aside your time for yourself. You're going to start doing it through this approach, macro and micro, you know, moving through kind of that funnel that I was doing with my hands at the beginning that you can't see because we're listening to it on podcast. Um, But we are really excited about our live event for batch lesson planning. If it's something that you're like, I just need more help. I want to ask you guys questions. I want your examples. Um, That's why we put it together. That is the number one thing that we get asked about is how do I actually batch lesson plan? What does it look like? Can't I just ask you questions? Can I hop on a call with you? Um, And so that's exactly why we put this live event together. So mark your calendars for the uh, 6th and 7th of February. We'll have more details on like our Instagram, on our Facebook page. um, So you can go check that out and we can get you planned through the end of 2021. We want you to walk away with all those lesson plans in hand, ready to go for the rest of the school year. So um, with that being said, we have another podcast episode next week, more about batch lesson planning and how batch lesson planning actually allows you to be more flexible in your teaching, which is such an interesting thing because I feel like a lot of people think, 
oh, if I batch lesson plan way too much in advance, I don't have any flexibility. And in fact, the opposite is actually true. Yes. <laughs> we'll be sharing all the details next week. Yes. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.